Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. I uh, just watched the Warriors come back and beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, shit, that was unexpected. I don't know if it's just because I'm a old school Warriors pessimist, but I was like, nah, they're not, they're not coming back from this game. They're not coming back from this deficit, but surprisingly they did so good on them this was a very much needed win if they lost it would have been three losses in a row against pretty good playoff teams so i think that's really helpful to get some of these younger newer guys used to winning games a little bit winning national games high pressure games showing some resilience, you know, and and pride. It's kind of funny, right? Because like Steph and Draymond have been through so many of these intense playoff games. So for them, it ain't no thing. It's just the other guys, the team's learning how to win. Overall, it's just good to see that the Warriors did not quit. The Lakers are, of course, a better team. They're a really, really good stack team. They don't look like a a great team, you know, like a all-time legendary team. They just look like, you know, very, very good. Like they're just better than a lot of the other teams. They don't scare me the way I'm sure the Warriors scared other teams during the, the dynasty. It kind of felt that the Lakers took their foot off the pedal, off the gas a little bit, and the Warriors just kept coming and coming. I always felt like the Lakers were going to just have another run in them just to put it away as the Warriors were getting within like six points, five points. I kind of felt the Lakers were just going to to take it from there, but credit to the Warriors. They just kept hustling. You know, Oubre, he had probably his best game of the season. Steve Kerr was clearly mixing the lineups. I mean, he said in an interview that he's not going to change the starting lineup, but he is going to match different players up on the court at the same time. We saw that he put Kelly Oubre Jr. in the second unit as opposed to Andrew Wiggins. And that actually really seemed to help Oubre out a lot. He seemed to be playing a lot freer. He seemed to be playing uh, more of his game. He was slashing a lot. He looked more comfortable. So maybe Kerr has figured something out here. I mean, we'll see if it continues. We also saw a couple minutes from Jordan Poole, which were, eh, you know, he didn't really do too much out there. He jacked up a three that that missed pretty badly. And then we didn't really see much of him after. And overall, that second unit played really, really well. In the first half, the second unit brought them back. And once the starters came back in and James Wiseman came back in, the Lakers lead went from like, six or something to like double digits. In the second half, that was the case too. The second unit brought them back. And Eric Pascal, he played awesome. I got to give Chung credit. He texted and said that Pascal is kind of like a baby LJ, Larry Johnson. And I was like, oh man, that is one dude I totally forgot. And I think he's kind of right, you know, shorter dude, knows how to play tough, big body. Yeah, in the first half, you're sitting there saying like, oh man, this is another game where it's just like, who else is going to score? But Ubre stepped up, Wiggins was consistently hitting some shots. Got to give props to Brad Wanamaker too. He played a good game. And overall, folks just kept hustling. So I can definitely appreciate that. And Pascal, I keep saying, he seems like to be the only guy besides Steph on the team who can just go get a bucket when you need a bucket. So he definitely, definitely had a good, good game. 
Kerr went with Pascal over Wiseman in spots. Wiseman, you know, just wasn't his night. Wiseman had probably his worst game in a while. Foul trouble, the matchup with him and Gasol. He was getting worked by uh, by Mark Gasol. And um, I don't think he guarded AD very much. But uh, you know, you could see you could see the difference between AD and uh, and James Wiseman. But it's early. This is a game that uh, you know he'll uh, hopefully learn from. It was good to see him get pissed about uh, that really really bad fifth foul, that charge on Marcus All, because he knew that took him out of the game. He knew that was a bad play. I mean, he tried to euro step Gasol, but Gasol's so wide. He just still ran right into him. So it would have been nice if you finished that, but um, it's even nicer that the Warriors got this win. You just never seem to get into a rhythm. There were times where he made rookie mistakes. He bobbled the ball, stuff like that. And it was pretty clear that if the Warriors wanted to win, you're going to have to go with either Pascal or Looney. So in the second quarter, Wiseman didn't come back into the game until maybe there were like three, three and a half minutes left in the half. Uh, and after he got his fifth foul in the third quarter, he never came back. Pascal came in. Uh, Looney and Pascal had some minutes together. Didn't go as badly as the previous game. And then Kerr chose to close the game with uh, Looney, which is smart, of course, because Looney has a lot of experience closing games, not making mistakes, playing solid defense down the stretch. Like I've said before, luxury to have that dude as your second string center. I mean, we all know, I mean, let's face facts. The Warriors are not going to win the finals this year. I mean, unless there's some crazy rash of injuries or COVID just wipes out all the teams that are supposedly better than the Warriors, you know, like everybody has to sit out. So the Warriors are playing against bench teams the whole time. It's been a crazy year already. So who knows? Uh, But Assuming everything goes the way it's been, this season is about next season, right? It's about the 2021-2022 season, right? It's about when we get Clay back. It's about seeing progress with this team. It's about developing James Wiseman. It's about seeing which of these young guys is worth keeping, finding young players who can contribute while also being relatively cheap. So progress, 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 right? And with this win against the Lakers, there's some progress. There were good performances by a lot of the supporting cast tonight. Still, I mean, you're seeing Steph out there. He is working so hard. He's working his ass off to get open shots. And people are playing him so tight, still doubling him. Didn't see a boxing one, of course, but he is seeing multiple defenders every time out there. So if Wiggins, Ubre, Pascal can keep other defenses, other teams' defenses honest, then maybe we'll see a little bit less of that. Who knows? But man, this <laughs> this win was super satisfying. And again, I'll be honest, to the end, I was like, oh man, LeBron's going to hit this shot. Even before they came back from the uh, commercial break, I was like, when they had 1.7 seconds, I, was, I kept saying, nah, man, that's too much time. That's too much time. <laughs> uh, if LeBron hits a shot... I'll be uh, I'll be so pissed. And turns out he does get the ball. He shoots the three and uh, clank. So we go home with a with a win and are back above 500. So anyway, happy MLK Day, everybody! And that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to hit me up at Patrick Epino E P I N O on Twitter 
or at Oakland Warriors and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Thank you.